0: Alright, this is the first episode of Midwest Angler. I'm Scott Sturman and I'm sitting here uh, with Matt Deitch. Matt, how are you doing?
1: Pretty good. How about yourself?
0: Not too bad. So uh, obviously this is the uh, first episode of this podcast. We're hoping to uh, give you guys a new episode every two weeks or so. That's that's the plan as of right now. Um, We will be taking some ice trips here as it's the end of November, almost December. Um, getting into ice fishing season and uh, we'll be taking some ice trips and we'll tell you guys about the ice trips, where we're going, what we're doing, uh, what kind of fish we'll be targeting and what kind of uh, techniques we'll be using out there on the ice but today uh, we just want to get started and introduce ourselves to you guys. Uh, um, I'll kind of start asking Matt some questions and Matt can ask me some questions after that and we'll just kind of go from there. so Matt, uh, tell us, where would you grow up, uh, how did you get started fishing?
1: Well, I grew up in Ellsworth, Minnesota. Uh, I can remember fishing from a from a young age. Uh, my grandpa and my dad and my Uncle Rich were always taking myself and my brothers out and always on some type of adventure, it seemed like, to a different lake, I mean, whether it be in the summer, winter time. Uh, some of my fondest memories are going to the Iowa Great Lakes every New Year's and going down there. and catching a ton of bluegills back in those days so that's kind of how I got started Um, throughout the years I've just kind of always I just fell in love with it and kind of always pursued that passion and to this day it stuck with me and just kind of try to keep after it and try to introduce all kinds of new people into it as well. Right on. How about yourself? Well
0: uh, I think uh, my dad and my grandpa both my grandpas uh, started taking me and my brother Eric out, uh, you know, when we were younger. Uh, my grandpa had a lake house up on West Okoboji, so uh, we did a lot of jigging with maggots and waxworms off the side of the dock for bluegills and all sight fishing. That was that was a lot of fun. I think that's why still to this day bluegills is really something special to me. I, I just still really like them, and um, yeah, I think that's kind of how it started. I mean, we did some fishing as kids uh with one of my babysitters and and my dad and whatnot down at the rock river and uh yeah you know i kind of grew out of it when i got to be a high schooler too cool to fish whatever but uh
1: i think we all go through that stage yeah
0: yeah but uh no i think uh you know once i once i moved back to uh, rock rapids and you know i i i think one one uh, spring i saw a guy on facebook that had gone down to the to the little dam here in Island Park in Rock Rapids, and caught a couple smallmouth. And I went down there and I threw a twister tail, and bam! I caught a caught a smallmouth, and it was like, wow, this is this is fun. And I think that's kind of what started the obsession. And and ever since then, you know, yeah, that's you know, still to this day, spring on the Rock River is that's about as good as it gets.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't realize how good of a fishery we have right here in this town that runs through it. I mean, it can be tough. I mean, this summer was a little tough because. You know with all the rain and the water levels one day or one week you know it's perfect fishing or it's a couple days away where it's like oh man it's just there it's really gonna go then also the next you know we get six inches of rain it's up out of its banks and almost unfishable at times yep exactly um so when you know you you've had a fishing boat
0: for as long as i've known you you know is that what kind of started you on the lake fishing and i mean For those of you that don't know, Matt is a bass fisherman, and is that kind of where it all started uh, once you got a boat or before that? Well,
1: before that, I can remember my dad bringing bringing my brothers and I up to the Shoneman Park in Laverne, Minnesota, and that's, you know, they had bass in there, and that was the only spot in this area where you could catch bass, and man, just something about it, just being able to throw it, and just the strikes, and almost ripping the rod out of your hands, it It's just something that it was just like, wow, I I love this. And that's what I started to do. And I mean, I was a bank beater. We'd come down to the river here in town, put on a lot of miles, walking up and down the bank, trying to catch whether it be, you know, bass, catfish, northerns, anything that would really bite. And just, you know, as I got older, like you said, you know, got busy with school, sports, things like that, college, kind of went away from that. But eventually, started really getting back into it. And, yeah, when I started working at Shields part-time in the fishing department up there, I mean, it just refueled that passion that I had for fishing. And it's like, man, I need to get a boat. <laughs> I've never had one. Yep. My grandpa always had one, and we always used to fish out of that. But it was just like, I need one. I was able to find one, fished out of that for several years, and, yeah, last year upgraded, and you got the other one yep i can't can't wait for spring to finally get that thing out that's
0: that is going to be fun
1: yeah you know and that's just something like it's just something about over open water it wasn't up until the last few years i didn't ice fish much much uh, you and your brother eric were always talking about it and i was like man all right i need something to get me through the winter months <laughs> Yep. Yeah. i mean i can only go out and try to call in coyotes so much without seeing anything so it's like let's let's do this ice fishing thing you you guys were always going over catching a bunch of bluegills at like Okaboji and stuff and i'm just like all right let's do it started kind of investing some money into the equipment and all that before long yeah i was i look forward to the ice fishing thing but yeah there's still something about the open water that i i just love you yep. know well how about like as far as like with you and as far as like ice fishing goes what what was it that got you in ice fishing that you enjoyed so much about it well i i think for us uh, for me and eric you know growing up and not having a boat
0: um it really evens the playing field you know everyone uh you know when you don't have a boat you're you're stuck to the dock or you know the shore or whatever uh you know ice season anyone can go anywhere on the lake you know uh and you know, me and Eric spent a lot of time in Miller's Bay uh, in a fifty-dollar pop-up shack that we bought from my uncle. No electronics, Walmart rods, uh, you know, the cheap jigs, and you know, get some wax worms from the bait shop here in town, and we would go over there. and And I remember us being way up in the shallows in Little Millers, and. I, I distinctly remember the one time me and Eric went over there and we came back with, I think, one or two bluegills and three two-foot northerns. And, I mean, we truly thought that we were the coolest cats in town. I, I, I think we truly thought that we had caught more fish than anybody else out there that day. And, uh, you know, once we got electronics, uh, Eric Eric upgraded to of XR before I did and you know I told him oh you're stupid you know you don't need that stuff and and then I got one and uh that's when you know we really started you know doing better and and I really I gotta think that you know from all the times that we went over there and would catch one or two fish you know that's what really i i feel it made us better fishermen you know once we finally did upgrade to the electronics and you know to nicer shacks better rods you know i i feel like it it made both of us better and uh you know we just started doing a lot better you know uh got got our jigging techniques down you know learn different spots in the lake to to go and and you know one of the other things is uh being mobile you know i i think There was a long time there where, you know, me and Eric would drill one hole because, well, we had a a hand auger. And, uh, (laughs) I mean, we would sit on that exact spot, you know, for the day, you know, that, that was our hole. That was it. And, you know, we were more than happy to catch two fish, you know, in an eight hour period. And, and, you know, now that we know that there is bigger and better things out there, uh, you know now you know if if we if we drill three four holes and kind of hole hop around and we're not finding them we're going and drilling three or four more you know in another part of the lake or or we're switching lakes and and uh you know i I think that's you know every year you get a little bit better and you know you learn a little bit more and i mean i i feel like we're getting to a level now where you know very seldom do we you know get skunked anymore you know
1: it's yeah oh yeah definitely no it is it is, it is crazy as like as far as like the ice fishing thing goes it's like the technology that's coming along i mean it's it's unreal i mean i i can remember going out with my dad and my grandpa and it was just the old poles that had the line that wrapped around the bottom of them and you just strung it down there and yeah you drill a couple mm-hmm. holes and that's what you'd fish all day now with the technology as far as augers go with all the different kinds of augers I mean, you can be, you can go out there. I mean, we do this a lot of times when we go out. It's like, it's not just drill one hole and start fishing. It's usually like, all right, we kind of like see the structure with all the mapping and all that stuff before we even go out. And it's like, okay, let's start drilling holes here, check depths. Are we marking any fish or anything like that? Fish a spot for a while, move. I mean, there's times where we get out there and it's, you drop it down there, that first drop, and... The screen lights up and here they come you're like oh yeah we hit the spot you catch a couple fish and then it just goes dead you know old thinking we'd be like well we caught fish here so we're going to keep fishing it you know we're going to fish this hole until they come back i mean they got to come back sometime but now it's just like okay yeah they're not biting anymore now what are we going to do we can just sit here and then tell everybody how all they were tight-lipped today or yep. we can figure out what do we got to do to make these things bite. Is yep. it do we got to move? We got to find them. We yep. got to find them. Switch jigs. Yep, whatever, switch but jigs. I mean, it's crazy how much little things can affect those. I mean, oh, is yeah. it is it how my wax worm is sitting on my hook? I mean, oh, we've yeah. had that before over oh, yeah. in fresh east, waxworms. over in on East Okoboji that time when we were catching yellow bass. I was fish, fishing about twenty foot from you, maybe a little further, but it was close, and I was catching all kinds of little ones. You weren't catching as many as i was but the ones you were catching were big ones yep so it's just like it's just that how 20 feet can make that huge difference when it comes down to fishing are you on the structure are you close to the structure it's just i mean it's kind of what makes it fun i think for us and that's why we love to do it Yep. i mean it's always different now you
0: do a lot of summertime fishing you get to go on a few trips out south dakota minnesota tell us about uh, you know, where, where you go up in Minnesota, where you go out in South Dakota, what, what kind of fish you target. and
1: Well, you know, you talked about earlier about how much I enjoy bass fishing. You know, it's kind of something like I grew up watching it on TV. That was my Saturday morning uh, cartoons. I wasn't watching cartoons. I had to get up to watch the fishing shows. And I always remember, like, if we had a bass in our bucket we catch a bass and I put it in the bucket just so I could pull it out of that bucket like I was pulling it <laughs> out of my live well like I was at the bass Bassmaster Classic. Kevin the Van bass that's exactly right. I mean that's that's what got it. That's what I loved. I won't lie to you there's still times where I put a fish in my live well and just do it just <laughs> just for fun. You know just all right yeah I caught this look at this and then you obviously let it go but as far as my trips that we go on uh, I love going out to South Dakota in yep. the summertime. You know being a teacher it's nice for me I get the get all those months off and when i'm not busy i can get over there when the lakes aren't busy my favorite day to go over there is a monday because everybody's gone from the weekend now i can get out there and usually you know there might be a few other boats out there on the lake but usually i can have it to myself a lot of the times Uh, i go up in that brookings area a lot sometimes up by watertown area and my main target when i go out there is walleyes there's just something different about South Dakota walleyes. I mean that's nothing against Iowa walleyes Minnesota walleyes and all that stuff but there's just something about them. They are thick and they are mean over there. I don't know if it's the freshwater shrimp or what it is but we go over there and an 18 inch walleye over there it's like oh it's an 18 inch you know it's an 18 inch walleye you're like oh that's just a normal size one you come down to the Iowa Great Lakes say I catch one on Spirit Lake, and I'm like, "Oh, that one's only going to be about you know 18 inches, maybe at the most, maybe 17 and a half." And you throw it on the measuring board, and it's like 21 inches. They're just a longer, leaner fish, just the way they are built and what they forage on. Yep. Whereas those South Dakota ones, I mean, they are thick when you get them. Uh, Yeah, go up there a lot. Minnesota. Every year, we take a two-week vacation. Up to the Alexandria area we fish on Lake Mary up there uh, fish a few of those other lakes up there I love going up there just for the fact of there's so many lakes you yep. know you know we grew up around here and you can probably attest to this with me that you know our nearest lake here I mean we have Lake Pahoya which is about 15 minutes from here but we want to go fish any other lake we got to commit a lot of time to it. It's an hour. I yep. mean, we go over to Spirit Lake Okaboji, over to that area, it's 45 minutes. We go over, fish any lakes around Sioux Falls, it's an hour. Yep. I mean, it's not like we can just jump in our vehicle after work and be there and fish and get going. I mean, it takes a little bit of time. So, I mean, that's why, like, we make half-day trips out of it or full-day trips out of it or even a multi-day trip out of it. Yep. I mean, so... That's why I love going up to that area in Alexandria because you can fish at one lake. We're not catching anything. You can load your boat up and you can be fishing on another lake within 15 minutes. Yep. So I mean, down here we just don't have that. I mean, and it's it's just the way it is. Yep. Um, Does make the
0: trips a little bit
1: more special when you finally do get to go. I I mean, you know, definitely.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, we a lot of times we don't necessarily look over. At quantity trips, we look at quality trips. Yep, You know, and that's what one nice thing about living in Rock Rabbits right here and having the river come through town. That's where we can, like, shoot each other a text or call, be like, hey, what you doing? Oh, we're down at the river. We run down to the r- river, and, you know, you're fishing within five minutes. And, yeah, I mean, there's days where we might catch one 8-inch smallmouth bass. There's days where we catch multiple... Fifteen to maybe eighteen, even twenty-inch, you know, smallies. Yep. And then every once in a while, being a river, I mean, we catch a we catch a twenty-five-plus-inch walleye. Yep.
0: Yeah, you you caught a dandy this last. uh this Yeah. Last it was summer it was down there. twenty-three inches? Yeah. So
1: had to give you the call up because I <laughs> yeah. needed somebody to take my picture one of that. <laughs> and I mean, and then you've you've caught some nice flatheads out of, i mean some yep. flatheads yep. out of there and stuff like that so and then the northerns and stuff yep. so it i mean that's what kind of gets us through in oh, between yeah. those trips is yep. the rock river here in town you yep.
0: uh bucket list you got any bucket list fish bucket Whoa. list trips uh, there's
1: there's all kinds of them i mean but i guess as far as like if i had to do an ice fishing one who the devil's lake thing i really want to go up there and go after a big perch oh yeah um something that's in the area as far as that goes as bucket list would be like that you know you've really got me on this going out to the black hills oh yeah kick i that's ever since we started talking about that and i know you've been talking about it for a couple years and we are going to do it this winter here pretty soon hopefully yep that's something i mean when you just think about the scenery the lakes that you're out there fishing and how just pristine it is and how it's not like a big thing over there i mean we talked to some guys at the ice show in sioux falls that said you know if we see 30 people out on the lake it's like holy buckets this is busy you know what what's going on somebody got the bite out whereas if we go over to Okaboji and we only see 30 people out on the ice and it's just like Huh, i wonder what's going on no one must
0: be catching something yeah. or they all got their limit already
1: it's like this is weird yeah but yeah i'd have to say something like that Yep. uh open water um yeah open water there's just there's a lot of them it's if there's one that i really would like to do it's not like necessarily like a place that i want to go for sure to fish but I think it would be fun to fish in like a tournament. Oh yeah! As far as like, as a co angler. Yep. yep. I mean, just to because you can learn so much as a co angler. Yep. Or even we've talked about it before, like the Bassmaster Elite Series. They have the Marshall program. I would never. Get, I don't get a fish if I go do that. But it would be so much fun just to be in a boat, all oh, yeah. day long with those pros yep. and just
0: watch them a lot of knowledge to pull off those guys
1: and you can not only like just talking to them about it but just by watching them i mean you can learn a lot of stuff by just being quiet and watching sometimes you what about yourself what are like some of your bucket list trips ice fishing and open water
0: oh i for sure for sure the the black hills trip i uh the black hills is just near and dear to my heart uh i don't know i just the the smell of it just gets me going i i don't know and, and to be out there you know I'm, we made i've made a lot of summer trips the last few years yeah, uh, you guys go out there quite a bit but uh uh last february me and my wife uh had a chance to go out there for uh the hooked on the hard water banquet and uh you know just being out there in the winter time is is just a totally different ball game uh you know the crowds are not there and uh you know, just just to see those lakes and and whatnot, you know, with you know with the snow and everything, it was it was just really neat and uh, you know I, I've never I've never caught trout, you know I, I've never uh, I've never been in a place where where trout was you know
1: even a possibility. So to I think, go out there, I think both of our thoughts on trout are those are the things that are at the in the pond or the thing trout. at the sportsman show right the, <laughs> trout the trough haven trough, trough it's just yep. like okay here's a here's a dollar sit there and yep. try to catch a trout yeah yep.
0: no no i uh you know i there's there's a video of craig oiler online uh fishing pactola and he catches a brown trout and uh thin ice clear water and you can see that that fish down below you know before he gets it up and I mean that was that was the video that was like, Oh my gosh, I need to do this and and uh yeah, I you know, that's that's just kind of been a bucket list deal of mine and and uh you know, I got enough of you friends that that are interested. I, I you know, I'm praying and hoping that this is the year that we do it and and, and I think it will be. Uh yeah, just, just to get out there and, and they talked about how good the perch were and you know you know, I guess if we get out there and you know, or, you know, catch a rainbow trout—not a lake trout or a brown trout—but you know, catch a couple rainbows, catch some perch. Uh, you know, just just being in a place that's so much different than than what we're used to. You know, I mean, to to fish water that's deeper than you know. I mean, it, around here, you know, if if we're fishing a lake and it's you know over twenty five foot deep, you know yeah, that's that's as you know That's, that's deep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and I know West Okaboji gets deep, but we don't. You know, that's not what we're fishing out there. You know, I mean, we're you know seventeen feet on East Okaboji. You know, eight foot on Miller's Bay on 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 West Okaboji. You know, sixteen, seventeen feet up on Ponset, You know, just. Uh, you know last year taking that Ponset trip uh, you know kind of opened my horizons and
1: and uh, you know that was that was just a lot of fun but yeah it was it was kind of different on Lake Sinai and sitting there in 30 foot you know 30 31 foot of water yep and uh, having those crappies there that were suspending I mean yeah that was fun usually I mean you get some suspending fish in some of these lakes that we are on sometimes but it's it kind of made sense when you saw the school come through it's like oh ah, yeah yeah, that's what that is (laughs) reel up reel up you know it's like usually you're just like why are those it must be interference or something why are those lines on you know the sonar and it's like oh all right yep yep and as far as open water bucket list um
0: you know i uh walleye is something that has kind of uh plagued me forever um you know you brought me up into South Dakota here two years ago and, uh, you know, that was the first time that we had ever caught fish and I had caught numbers of walleye, you know, I mean, you know, I'd catch them in the river here, catch them over at Okaboji. you know, one every, you know, got one every year or something like that, but, you know, I never caught decent amounts, you know, now since, uh, you know, since I've gone out with you a number of times, you know, we've gotten on to good walleye bites and, and, uh, you know, whatever, but, uh, real bucket list has got to be something with the ocean, or, or, you know, I I would say the ocean somewhere, you know, down Central America, you know, some of those wild fish that they catch down there, or, uh, yeah, I I would say that, or, uh, yeah, I don't know, big, big catfish, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm really pretty open, you know, I'm, I'm still a little bit green when it comes to uh, open water fishing you know i uh yeah I, i'd really like to go up to lake winnipeg sometime
1: and catch Yeah, go after those greenbacks up there yeah yep, yep. that would be fun
0: well oh, there's there's a lot of fish well, There's a lot Not of fish a, on my bucket list yet
1: you know and that's the thing i think with both of us it's just i mean we can't obviously you can't get it done in one year oh yeah i mean as much as we'd like to <laughs> yep, you can't get it done in one year i mean it takes a lot of planning because I mean it's a it's long trips for us, oh, yeah, yep, I mean, we got some stuff that's close to here, I mean, you know, for some people, one of their bucket lists might be the Iowa Great Lakes oh, yeah. over there, oh yeah, and, and we get to go fish it really whenever we want to, yep,
0: yep.
1: I mean th- th- there is a wide variety over there, there's a lot of water to fish, there's a lot of different fish species that you can get after, um so I mean yeah, and I think I think you would agree on this. We talk about this a lot. We're not always focused on the catch and everything like that. We're always... It's about the adventure. Oh, yeah. It's about the trip. It's, you know, a lot of people out there and a lot of people that I don't know if don't understand it, it's like, how can you go sit on a block of ice all day long, you know? Or how can you... You know, you're out there and out fishing all day long and all you caught was like three or four fish and you know sometimes we get disappointed with that like as far as like the numbers or something we caught but there's still something you got to always take the positives out of it you know you got to look at it kind of like okay why maybe what is it maybe it's something that i didn't do wasn't doing right as far as you know yeah maybe my jig wasn't tied the right way onto my line you know it was it wasn't sitting horizontal it was kind of angled maybe that's why i was seeing a lot of fish but i wasn't catching any you well, know, if we, you know, if we went over to Okaboji
0: every single weekend of the winter and caught a limit of bluegills and, and caught a limit of walleyes, you know, I, I really think after four or five weeks, you know, the first week, the second week, the third week would be, oh, yeah. But it it would, you know, it would get, I, I, I don't know if I want to say boring, but, I mean, you know, the challenge, you got to go through the bad days, you know, to, to oh, really appreciate the good days. and That's it's exactly and, right. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's... I'd, I'd really like to go out west somewhere and, and uh learn to fly fish. I bought a fly rod here uh two years ago and have never had it out of the box. I'd I'd like to try catching trout on a fly rod just
1: because that's something that I've never done before. I you know I maybe we'll have to take a trip over to southeastern Minnesota sometime. My father in law know some streams over there that have some pretty good trout fishing in them so i'd do it
0: i would do it and
1: i i keep saying i need to do that sometime over there too because you know i mean that's what it's about it's about the experience of catching a lot of different species of fish not necessarily like we talked about like catching this much yeah we can put it on facebook or social media all the time and be like yeah look how many fish we caught and stuff like that but it's more about bringing like not just the fish we caught but like the adventure we were on you right know, keep bringing this adventure we talk like that's the thing about the black hills i think you said it to craig when we were at that talking to him that day and it's just like i don't care if we catch one or if we catch two or none it's just i mean you're out there in the mountains
0: yep. I yeah i mean you're you're in a you're in a wild place you know a lot different than the cornfields we're used to you and, know, and driving you by know. the hog confinements and the cornfields yeah, <laughs> corn yeah. And no it's just that's, flat land around here that's just something different uh, no, I guess, uh, you know, we're probably, uh, you know, we've kind of introduced ourselves and whatnot. I I guess we'll get back for a second and, uh, kind of explain what we're going for here with this, uh, Midwest Angler podcast. Um, yeah, like I said, we're going to try to try to hopefully do this every two weeks or, or so. Um, you know, maybe sometimes it'll be a little bit farther stretched out depending on what we got going. And, you know, if, uh, if we do a couple trips, uh, you know, in between times, you know, depending on our schedules, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get something going and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, once a week, you know, in, in the busy time. I, I I don't know. I guess we'll have to figure that out. But uh, um, we're hoping to, uh, you know, maybe down the road uh, get some special guests on here with us. Uh, you know, Matt, Matt knows a number of, you know, great guides and, and you know, I guess you could say pro fishermen uh in the area and uh you know if if uh we could get a couple of those guys on here, you know, at some point, you know, not every week or or every episode, but uh you know, get a few of those guys on there and um, you know, see what see what they have to say, you know, those guys are filled with knowledge and, you know, if if they can, you know, tell us, you know, what they've been up to, where they're at, you know, techniques they're using, you know, new stuff that they're using you know i think i think any any knowledge that they can shed on all of us you know is is great
1: Oh, for sure i mean it's that's like i said earlier that's we're always trying to learn yep and that's the best way i mean i think even professional fishermen you know if you ask them they're always learning too whether it be from themselves oh yeah or talking to other people and that's what it's all about
0: yep some uh, some of the old guys at the boat ramps know
1: the secrets you you're know. <laughs> dang right uh, you, you see an old timer there you go talk to him yep. you help him out with what he needs and stuff like that he'll tell you yep i mean, I mean he might not tell you where he'll tell you maybe around that area yep and he'll he, oh yeah they like tar- chatting about it just like we do oh yeah and uh, yeah another thing that we we
0: really would like to do is uh, a gear review uh you know every episode uh you know we're we're constantly getting new rods new shacks you know
1: Shh, don't tell but don't tell our wives yeah don't tell our
0: wives we're, we're
1: we haven't gotten anything new for years yeah <laughs> still still just with the pole with a little string uh, wrapped around it yep.
0: no uh yeah do a do a gear review you know uh you know throughout the year uh you know as as we're getting new stuff you know uh figuring figuring that out and you know yeah uh, just just kind of tell you guys about it uh you know what we like about it, maybe what we don't like about it, you know where we bought it, you know what the cost uh you know on, on some of this stuff is, and maybe we'll have to fabricate that a little bit but uh yeah, you know just uh yeah tell you tell you about new stuff that we're using if it's working and and uh yeah hopefully hopefully we'll get new stuff often enough that that we can do something like that
1: yep shed shed some knowledge on you it could be anything as simple as just a maybe a new tungsten jig we're trying out or maybe it's a new sonar system that we have
0: yep yeah well i think that uh pretty much probably will wrap up our First yeah. episode, unless you definitely got fun else. history yeah. in the making. Yep, yeah. First, First episode, we'll be signing autographs afterwards. Dang so. right! I
1: don't think there's been a better duel behind the mic than man. I can't. I don't know.
0: No, Gary Dolphin and Ed Podolak. Um,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Joel, Joel Vince uh, and Jay Kelly.
1: Uh, we're pushing it there. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, that is episode number one for uh, Midwest Angler. Uh, we appreciate you uh, if you made it this far with us and. Uh, Hope to see you then again in uh, hopefully two weeks. Uh, Thank you.